You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about spirit, soul, and body. Important for you to know what God has done. He has programmed for each part of us. And for the spirit of man, there is the new birth. For the soul or mind of man, there is the ongoing process of renewal. And for the body of man, there is complete subjection. In other words, the body has to be controlled. It's a servant. It is not meant to be the ruler. You have to control it. Most people don't. Most people live according to every little impulse that happens in their flesh. They live by their emotions. Their tempers rise. They give vent to that. So we have learned how to control that and are learning. We're getting there, aren't we? All right. Now, the flesh of a born-again believer is no different than the flesh of a sinner. There is no change that takes place in your body when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Bible says all old things are passed away, all things have become new, if that happened to your flesh, you would look like a different person. That will happen someday. You will get a new body, but it hadn't happened yet. Paul said this in Romans 7, 18, King James Version, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. In other words, uh, there's nothing great in your flesh that's honorable, that's worthwhile. You do not have a Christian flesh. We have the same flesh we had before. So you can't turn your back on it. You have to deal with it. Galatians 5.24, this is Living Bible, those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural evil desires, that is the flesh, to his cross and crucified them there. And so that's the program that you and I have to do. And every time we say no to our flesh, in effect, we're crucifying it. We're saying you can't express your will. And what is that? You're a sacrifice. I am sacrificing this desire. I'm not allowing it to be expressed in my life. You have a new spirit man who no longer wants to break the laws of God. This is Romans 6, 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Your old spirit was nailed to the cross with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, one translation says, might be done away with, Another translation might be rendered ineffective. In other words, your spirit was remade. The old part of your spirit was crucified, and a new spirit takes its place, a spirit with the life and the nature of God. This was done so that the body of sin might be destroyed. Now, the word destroy in in modern English means to completely obliterate. That's not what it meant here in the Greek. The word in the Greek means to be rendered ineffective. One person said it's paralyzed. It's there, but can't work. You know what it's like? It's like a battery. When a battery dies, it doesn't cease to exist. It is rendered ineffective. The power is no longer there. That's the idea 
behind what happens in your flesh. It loses its power as you take charge of it. It, it cannot do what it was once uh, doing naturally. So the old man, your old man, your spirit is not called uh, uh, like this. It, it's not uh, talked about like this. It doesn't say your old spirit is uh, done away with or it's rendered ineffective because you got a new spirit. You got a new spirit so that your flesh could be rendered ineffective. The old man has now become a new man. Uh, Ephesians, uh, or I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. That's what happened to your spirit. He's new, brand new, wants to serve God, wants to do the right thing. Listen to Ephesians 2, verses 14 and 15. For he himself is our peace, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the law of commandments in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man. In other words, Jesus combined both the Jewish people and the Gentiles who believe in him into one new living being. We have been born again. So... The part of you that did not get changed is the vulnerable part. That's your flesh. And uh, here's what happens with your flesh. Your flesh actually likes the temptation that you're presented with. And let me tell you why. It wouldn't be a temptation if you didn't like it. Uh, if I hate something, I can't be tempted by it. If it's repulsive to me, I can't be tempted by it. I can only be tempted with a thing that appeals to me. And so your flesh uh, it has certain things that it, it likes. Now, my flesh may be different than yours. We may have totally different temptations. In fact, there's some people I cannot understand their temptations, and they cannot understand mine. Uh, you, you know, uh, I had to learn to deal with a hot temper. I've been around other people who are very, very passive and never take a stand for anything, yet they have an aggression about them, but it's in a different way. So they can't relate to me, and I don't relate to them. I don't understand how they do what they do, and they probably look at me and say, I don't understand how he does what he does. But the point that I want to make is, is that in order for a temptation to have appeal, or, or to be effective, if it's not a temptation, if you don't have the want to, to do it. Now, here's where it gets deceiving. When you feel like doing wrong and you want to do wrong, the devil will tell you, you've already done it. You're already there. Because you wanted to do this, it's done. You can't tell me you hadn't done it. You did it in your heart. Listen to me. Just because you have the feeling doesn't mean you have done the act. And you can change the feeling. You can change the decision. It's the choice that trumps the feeling. I want to say that again. It is the choice that trumps the feeling. And this is one of Satan's old lies. He tells people, you might as well go ahead and do this because you feel like doing it. And the answer is no. You can still say no even when you have the feeling. And so exercise the will of your spirit. Pray and rebel against that temptation. Now, understand this. Temptation doesn't last forever. The Bible talks about the day of temptation and the moment of temptation. Uh, a very uh, well-known uh, psychologist was with us a few years ago, and he was talking to our men about sexual temptation. He said, I'm going to tell you this. It won't last long. He said, if you will resist this for about 15 minutes, it'll completely pass. 
And nobody ever thinks about that. And what happens is a lot of guys fall into sexual temptation because they can't last 15 minutes. But if you can coach yourself to get through that 15 minutes, there's a very real possibility it's going to totally lift. It doesn't mean it won't come back. But the more you say no, the easier it is to say no. Here about a year ago, I had to give up cream in my coffee because it was really affecting my breath. And, uh, and I didn't want to give up cream. I experimented with all different kinds of things, and I found out, okay, uh, my, my problem, my issue with my breath is my cream. And when I first went back to just straight black coffee, I didn't like it. I, man, I missed that cream. I'd looked longingly in the fridge at that cream, and, and uh, boy, could I add that back in, so forth, and, and it didn't work. But after a while, I started noticing something. I don't even miss it. Today, I don't miss it at all. I completely changed an appetite by making a decision. And that's how God wired you to live. You can change an appetite by making a decision over and over and over again because choice trumps feeling. Say that to yourself, choice trumps feeling. And it does over and over again. Don't buy the lie that because you feel it, you've done it. That's not so. You can choose not to do it. And here's another little exercise I've done. Convince yourself that the temptation to sin is not worth the consequence. You know, um, I love to make a great hamburger. And there's a place I don't go much, but every now and then I'll go. And it's one of those places where you get to make your hamburger. They give you the meat and the bun. Then you take it over to the relish bar and you put on the lettuce and the pickles and the mustard. And my wife, Deliva, puts on the mayonnaise. And I don't understand why people put mayonnaise on the hamburgers. Hamburgers were made for mustard. And, uh, but anyway, you go over there and you, you build all of that. And then you go to the cash register, and they say, that'll be $97.55. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? $97.55 for a hamburger? Yeah. You wouldn't eat there if you had to pay $97 for a hamburger. The, the price is way too high. And when you convince yourself that the price and the cost of sin is not worth the pleasure. You don't deny the pleasure. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. But the price that you pay is not worth the reward that you got. And you need to settle that. Every time you are tempted sorely, you need to look down the road and see, okay, what is this going to lead to? What happens if I'm discovered? And you, you may get by with it for a while. It, very possible you're going to get by with it for a while. But you won't get by with it forever because the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. It'll always come back. And when it does come back, the heartbreak and the disappointment and the cost to you is nowhere near worth what you gave up. It, it, it's just not worth it. The pain is not worth it. Convince yourself of that before you ever get into temptation, and it'll be so much easier to resist. All the time I have for today, don't miss tomorrow. We're going to stay right with this. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.